多出去外面玩。所以，哇，当我来到这个地方的时候，看到很多人在这里。Here, like、so、我看到你们渴慕的心。Really、你们愿意放下跟家人在一起出去玩的时间。Kind of kind of 然后坐在这里听神的话。If I really believe that God's here remembers it, He's going to know that that you have this desire for Him. So,、uh, Pastor Colin told me that we're going through the book of Mark together. So we are in chapter seven, verses thirty-one to thirty-seven. So I kind of came up with sort of like a little title for this passage of scripture. 呃、uh, ，我定了这个主题说，他所做的都好，他所做的事都好。So we're gonna call this is that he has done all things well. 那如果你有圣经的话，如果你是读中文，你就读中文哈。Okay, so if you guys, if you have a scripture with you, if you have a Bible with you, if you're reading Chinese, just go ahead and Chinese. 啊，如果你是英文组的，你就念英文。Okay, if you're English, then go ahead and speak English. 啊，重点是我们大家起点什么话？ Okay, but the the main point, you guys, we just want to read together, okay? So Mark chapter seven, thirty-one to thirty-seven. Verses thirty-one to thirty-seven. Go ahead. Leaving the region of Tyre, he went by the way of Sidon, the Sea of Galilee, to the region of the Capernaum. He brought to him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking, and he begged Jesus to lay his hands on him. So he took him away from the crowd and cried. After putting his finger in the man's ears, spitting and touched his tongue, looking up to heaven, he sighed deeply and said, "That is, be opened." Immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak. He ordered them to tell no one. The more he ordered them, the more they complained. They were extremely astonished and said, "He has done everything." So we just read through this passage. That 最后一句话，众众人都分外新奇啊！他们讲说他所做的事都好。So at the end here it says they're extremely astonished and they said he has done everything well. 那在我分享信息之前。Okay, so before I actually kind of get into my message, I want to ask you guys a question. Okay, so for yourself, what do you think? Is there what 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 thing can you do that you think you can actually do pretty awesome? Pretty well? You just you do it. You're really really good at. You're an expert at. Yeah, okay, you're just like yeah, you're a professional at this thing. Okay, so we, just because of time, I can't kind of ask everyone to share. But I want you to kind of sort of keep this question、uh, for a bit. Uh, I heard a brother one time share. Uh, he asked his daughter. Uh, he has two daughters. So he asked his two daughters, "Is okay? What、um, dish can Dad make the best? Like, what sort of meal? What dish can he make the best?" Okay. Now, this when he's asking this question, he's, he's pretty confident, right? He's asking this. 没想到他的女儿一口同声这样回答。And he was, and he was kind of surprised they actually both answered at the exact same time. 
Okay, so even this is a joke. Okay, but we see that his daddy can really, really can boil some water. So I want you guys to think. Okay, for yourself. What, what, what is the thing that you can do the best? Alright, so we come back to the, the Bible here, the scriptures. Okay, here it says, again, leaving the region of Tyre. He went by wayside into the sun. Sorry. Uh, Galilee, All right. You went to Galilee? Mm -hmm. Alright, so we look at the map here. Okay, so we're going from Tyre to Sidon and then going through the Decapolis on the way back to Galilee. Okay, so I kind of sort of did the math on this, and this is about 192 kilometers of the journey. 192 kilometers is about the same distance from Taipei to Zhanghua. Okay, so he Googled. Alright, so if uh, if you go straight, no no brakes, you can get from uh, Taipei to Zhongguan about two and a half hours by driving. Uh, <laughs> 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 Alright, so he, he, he walked. Okay, so I also Googled that. <laughs> Alright, if you're to walk that far. Okay, you guys know how, how long it takes you? Ah, okay, if you don't rest, okay, just straight. 37 hours. Okay, okay, so obviously if you're going to be resting during any of that, it's going to take you at least a couple of days. And so we know that when Jesus, when he was going somewhere, he wouldn't just directly get to that place. He's probably going to rest in places and be doing some things along the way. So sort of like in this kind of evangelistic trip here, he's probably spending quite a few days. Okay, in chapter, uh, verse 32, we see that there was actually a miracle that took place. Uh, can we see in this story how Jesus kind of helps a guy who was deaf and had difficulty speaking? Okay, so let's just take a look at that. Okay, so let's go ahead and read verse 32. They brought him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking and begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. Okay, so again, this is someone who is deaf and sometimes they call it mute, but I mean, just had difficulty speaking. Okay, so he could not hear anything. And when he would speak, it would just be unclear, right? Uh, so this guy, it says here, they said difficulty speaking, so this is probably something that was genetic. Oh, this is something, actually, this wasn't like genetic. This is maybe something that happened to him. Okay, so he, he had just, yeah, he had a problem hearing. 
So how does how does Jesus serve? How does he help this person that cannot hear and has trouble speaking? Okay, first thing we see here in the PowerPoint. Okay, so go ahead and read verses 32 to 33 B. Okay, so how do we see that Jesus cared for this guy from the scripture here? Okay, here it says that someone brought this guy to Jesus. This somebody is very important. Or this in this one here, it's they, right? Well, oftentimes in the scriptures, you see a they or a somebody. This is someone that's very important in the, in the scriptures. Everybody knows that uh, the uh, five loaves and two fish story? Because there was this kid, right, that he brought his lunch to, uh, you know, he brought it to Jesus. Uh, Jesus was able to take this, this bread and this fish and was able to uh, feed 5,000 people. Uh, also, we know about a paralytic, right, in the scriptures. This paralytic had four friends. Because of their love and their faith, they brought him before Jesus. Because of these four friends. And so they saw that they weren't going to be able to bring Jesus, uh, this person directly in front of Jesus. So they came up with another method to do it. So they went up to the roof. Okay, and they kind of just ripped out a hole in the roof. And then just sort of lowered the guy down. And then Jesus healed this person to walk and go. And so here again, we see that there was somebody. They brought him to Jesus. And then we can see sort of what happens after that. And so the question for us is, are we willing to become that somebody? Are you willing to become that person who will bring someone else in front of Jesus? This person could then encounter Jesus. And this person's life through that will be changed. And through that they can be healed. So somebody or they, this is, this is important. We can become somebody, right? So in verse 33 it says, so he took him away from the crowd in private. Uh, to, yeah, to the side. And so it says that he took him and he sort of took him up to the side. Why? Okay, we probably want to think of the famous as too many people. Or maybe it's going to disturb this guy. Or maybe this guy was not able to concentrate. Or maybe it's, there's so many people that it's going to kind of sort of bother Jesus. And there's maybe, maybe re, many reasons we could think of, right? But what I believe, why would Jesus take this guy to the side? Because God cares for this person. If you don't care for somebody, 
I believe that you probably wouldn't spend time like this with that person, right? Yet uh, Jesus takes this person aside, right? And spends time with them. Builds a relationship with them. If we look back in chapter 7, verse 7, uh, what does it say that the, the Pharisees and the scribes, what was their teaching? It says that they take the precepts of men and, and make it like the doctrines of God. They teach his doctrines to be and so they take their teachings, kind of like their doctrines, and they make it even more important than the Word of God. And so what Jesus says that access to their teaching is basically in vain. What they teach is like doctrines or precepts. But what Jesus teaches is truth. Mm. In John chapter 1, verse 17, says that grace and truth come from Jesus. So what is religion? Next, next slide. Okay, Alright, so here's the picture. Okay, so this is religion. As long as you just you kind of sort of follow the steps, right, to do it. You just have to hit the right buttons, right? And you can sort of follow the instructions. Okay, whatever your, your brain is thinking, whatever your heart is thinking, it actually has nothing to do with this. So that's kind of what religion is like. It's kind of like it takes God and makes him almost like he's like a machine. Basically, in religion, it's like you have no relationship or interaction with this God. And so these, these scribes and these Pharisees, basically what they're teaching, these doctrines, it's basically just like religion. He says that even though that they, they worship with their mouths, and they said, but their hearts are far from me. Because, because they're basically just looking at the traditions of men and teaching them. But Christianity is not a, re a religion. Christianity, we call it a relationship. Okay, so what is relationship? Basically, relationship is just that we have inter we interact. We have we have relation, we interact with God. It says that we're supposed to worship him in spirit and in truth. So this God that we worship, he, He's one that has relationship with us, He interacts with us. So I believe this is why Jesus takes this guy and takes him to the side. He wants to spend time with him. Because He cares for him and He loves him. 
So Jesus is not like the scribes and the Pharisees. So when these Pharisees and scribes, they just basically teach these precepts and these doctrines, they actually have no relationship with people. You basically, they just tell people what to do, right? But Jesus wants them to see something. What kind of a God am I? I'm willing, I, I, I want to spend time with you. Because I care for you and I love you. So for all of us here, you guys, do we, do we enjoy that kind of relationship Are you willing to, to, yeah, to accept this kind of a relationship with God, enter into this kind of relationship with God? Because this God, He is eager to spend, to, to build a relationship with you. So if you are not a believer yet, this is what you need to do. You should accept this God, you should receive this God, this Jesus, to become the Lord of your life. Because He is eager to, to build a relationship with you. Just like this guy that's deaf and mute. He cares for you. There's so many people here. But he's willing to spend time with you. Because he loves you. So how the second thing we see, like, so how does Jesus help this guy? Okay, so let's read together. Ready? Serve him. Serve him. So Jesus serves him, right? Because we look at the scripture here. Okay, so take him aside from the crowd, probably he put his fingers uh, into his ears. And after spitting, he touched his tongue. Wow. So how do you how do you talk with someone? How do you communicate with someone that can't uh, listen or can't hear, right? How do you communicate with someone who can't talk? So we know that Jesus is ministering this guy, serving this guy. we know that he is almighty. Yeah, I'm not sure if he actually knew uh, uh, sign language. Okay, I, I probably probably did. Oh, I actually Okay, but what we know is that this guy was not able to communicate, right? Okay, so Jesus is letting him know, I want to serve you. So Jesus sticks his fingers in his ears, right? Okay, so you guys, this guy from the outside, he might look normal, right? He might look fine. But, but however he looks on the outside, maybe he looks normal or whatever on the outside, it can't actually sort of compensate for what's going on inside of his heart. Because he can't hear. Okay, so if, if someone can't hear, when we're, when we're talking, like, let's say we're 
sharing jokes or something like that. Some people are laughing so hard they're crying. Some people are like rolling on the ground, they're laughing so hard. But this deaf person there with everybody. What, what do you think they're gonna probably do? You think they'll laugh? They, they probably maybe will try and laugh with everybody else. But they actually have no idea what people are laughing about, right? So that's kind of painful, right? So some of you know, like that would not be able to enjoy like the worship time that we just had, right? Pastor Colin just anointed as they were leading us for worship. They are going to hear this beautiful sound, right? Uh, or like yeah, kind of concerts, anything like that. And so there's just lots of things that this person was not able to enjoy. So this, this guy's sort of environment was really difficult, right? So like, yeah, just he was probably like sort of maybe unwelcome kind of maybe in his society there. Well, my dad actually was in the hospital. He had to be in the hospital last month. Uh, he actually has difficulty hearing. And so I actually tried to really encourage him to get hearing aids. But he doesn't want to wear them. But as I was trying to take care of him, sometimes I'd say stuff to him and he couldn't hear it, right? And so I had to talk really loud. And so everyone else around me was And I, I was actually kind of embarrassed because I'm a pastor, right? And I was just like, I was scolding my dad, right? Because I had to just talk really loud for him to be able to hear. So it's not just the person that's listening that's kind of having a hard time, it's actually people trying to talk to him having a hard time as well, right? Uh, my dad actually has Parkinson's. Uh, and so uh, eating and like taking medicine actually is quite uh, swallowing and quite difficult. And so when he when my dad speaks, it's kind of like this guy's story, just like it, it, it's not very clear. And so oftentimes I'll have to sort of have him say it several times for me to understand what he's saying. So he's really, you know, so it's hard for him, it's hard for me. And so that's what this guy was kind of like, probably. He can't hear anything. He wants to, when he wants to say stuff, he wants to express himself, he can't, right? And so maybe just inside, there's just lots of struggles. But Jesus is willing to serve this guy. And so Jesus takes his finger and and put some saliva on his tongue. Okay, this probably sounds very unhygienic, right? To okay, but this actually was fairly common during that time. They actually uh, believed that saliva had like sort of like hygienic, uh, I mean, like it could help sort of cleanse and, and take care of pain. Uh, I remember when I was little, okay, when I would go out and play, okay, if I fell, I 
可能周遭有一些人是我们可能没有办法啊跟他们传福音，或是你传了福音，他们可能没有。There's maybe some people around us, you know, we feel like we can't, either we can't share the gospel with, or we share the gospel with, and they have no response. But whatever you're willing to do on, on, for the least person, you're doing that for the Lord. So when we look at Jesus, we see him serving this person. He, he loves this guy. And the third thing, third thing we see in this scripture, okay, let's get it together. Jesus prays for this guy. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is be opened. So I think again, for people back then, this was just a very sort of common thing to say. There wasn't actually some sort of very special meaning. A word. Be open. But when it comes from the mouth of Jesus, it's different. Right. Again, how do, you, how do you talk to someone who is dead? How do you let this person know that you're praying for them? It says that Jesus looked up to heaven and he sighed. I think the reason that Jesus sighed is he's letting this person know that he felt his pain. And so Jesus said, be opened. And from these words that Jesus spoke, we see healing coming. When Jesus speaks this out, his, his ears were opened, and his tongue was loosened, and he could speak. Right? And he completely heals this guy. We know that it just was just all took was God's one word and He created the heavens and the earth. We know that it was just one one word or sentence that He could split the Red Sea. The walls of Jericho fell down. Just all it takes is one word from Jesus and people with leprosy can be healed. It was just one one word from Jesus and Lazarus could be raised from the dead. It just took one word from Jesus in Mark chapter 5 and a whole host of demons would have come out of this one guy. And so basically it's just it's one word from Jesus and it can just break all the spiritual chains in our lives. Because the Jesus that we believe in is powerful. Uh, I used to be uh, an alcoholic. Uh, I knew that I was, yeah, I was very bound by this. And also knew that just basically to lean on my own strength, and there was nothing I could do. But there was this one time that this pastor uh, prayed for me. And just saw that this, the chains breaking off. And I was released. Mm. And from that day on, I've never been um, yeah, enslaved to that. Because God is powerful.
，因为他是一八大开的嘛。你的条件是有是 advance， 呃 ，NBO， 他不释放的。You can release, right? Amen. 多年前我在乌兹别克做宣教工作的时候，有一天我接到我妈妈的电话。And there's this one day that I got a phone call from my mom. 我妈妈说我表姐得了癌症。And my mom told me that my cousin had died of cancer. 我表姐得了癌症。She had died of cancer. 她说医生说她活不了三个月。And she said that the basic the doctors said she was going to live more than some years. 哎，她活不了三个月。She said that the doctors said she was going to live more than some years. 哎，她活不了三个月。She said that 但是在我祷告的时候，神就就感动我说，神要给他第二次机会。When I was I was praying, I felt like the Lord kind of impressed my heart that He was going to give uh her or the cousin give her a second chance. 我不知道为什么。I'm not sure why. 我也不知道为什么会会有这样的感动。I'm not actually sure why I sort of had this kind of sense, right? 我接到这个电话之后，两年之后我回到台湾。And so after I got this phone call, uh, two years later I went back to Taiwan. 我回到台湾的时候，我看到我表姐。And two years later, when I got back to Taiwan, I saw my cousin there. I was very curious. So I just said, so what happened to you? What happened to you? Didn't the doctor say you only had three months left? And so she started to share. She said that when she realized or found out that she had cancer, the doctor said, "Okay, you're only going to be able to live three months." And basically, she just kind of broke down. And kind of just started getting all kind of crazy, struggling in the in the hospital. And that basically, the 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 nurses have had to like tie her up. 突然间，他说他突然间昏迷了。And she actually then passed out. And so the doctor actually kind of sort of like tried to open up her eyes and look at her and said that she had no response whatsoever. But then my cousin said that actually in that moment she was very conscious of what was going on. She said actually that she was sort of gone for three days. So what happened during those three days? Okay, so again, during these three days, she said I was super clear in my mind. I saw two pictures. One was a cross, and there was blood all over it. And another one was this lotus, like an altar, stand, like a lotus stand. It's a Buddhist thing. Okay. Because my cousin's husband was Hakka. And so my cousin would worship with him. And actually, her but her husband first he passed away because of an accident. That he was still alive when he died. He said, "If I die, I will worship you. I will not do what I want." And so my her husband actually told her, "Okay, if I pass away before you and you don't worship me, I'm going to come back. I threatened her basically, I'm going to come back and like give you some trouble." So when my cousin's husband died, 
And so obviously my cousin was pretty scared in her heart. Uh, and so she would go and worship. And so as she was kind of like in these these three like a put these coma months. So she was like this coma for three days. Basically she was yeah she was really kind of clear in her mind. And all of a sudden these two pictures she saw again just come. 他说：“莲花座十字架，莲花座十字架。”我们basically so just lotus stand cross, lotus stand cross. But when she decided, okay, I'm going to follow the cross, all of a sudden she just came out of the coma. After she awoke, she started doing chemo. And again, the doctor said you're not going to be able to live more than three months. But then she actually lived three more years. Okay, why three years? Because God gave her the second chance. And so during these three years, she actually went to different places and shared her testimony. So your brothers and sisters, even though she passed away, we know that every one of us, we're all going to die at some point. But I know now where my cousin is, right? In those three years, she influenced a lot of different people. So at the beginning of our time today, I asked you guys a question. Next slide. So okay, what are you guys the best at? What are you really good at? When我看到耶稣，他在乎这个人，他服侍这个人，他为这个人祷告。He Jesus was not someone just okay, just just do it. That's fine. He, did, he wasn't just kind of like okay, as long as I just finish, then that's good. He wanted to do it well. So regardless of wherever Jesus has placed us, maybe in school or work or ministry, a lot of times we just have this thinking of like, well, as long as I just get it done, that's fine. Or, yeah, just complete, then it's good. Or do we have this thinking of, you know, I want to do it well. Next slide. Okay, so this is just a kind of a challenge for all of us. Let's just kind of sort of learn uh, from Jesus to help someone, help people with me. We don't want to have this kind of attitude like, oh, I'll just pray for him, that's fine. 
不要担心啊，没关系。啊，然后 sort of look out for them, take care of them, it's fine. 啊，不要担心，不是他没关系。It's it's okay, you know, I don't have to just spend time. 祷告很有力量。Because hey, prayer is powerful, right? 我们不要这样。We don't want to be like that, guys. 我们看到耶稣的榜样。When we look at Jesus' example, 七章三十到三十七节。And in verses thirty-one to thirty-seven, 他怎样帮助这个需要人 ？How does he help someone who has need? He cares for them. He serves them. How do you know that? I praise for them. 与其人们说他所做的事情，来，为了 so that all the people would say that he does all things well. 我们是不是像耶稣的见证？ We need to be able to have a testimony for Jesus. 让人们看到我们的生命，就像这些众人一样。哇，他们所做的事都好。And when people see our lives, they be able to say, like this crowd, like, wow, he's done all things well. 让我们一起去帮助那些有需要的。So let us be people that go and help those that have need. 好，那我们一起来起立。So let's go ahead and stand. 我们一起来，大家进来，旁边坐一下。I'm going to ask the worship team to come. 我们一起来。